So today on the Show Me the Data podcast, we are fortunate to have Carolina uh, from Surfer SEO. Uh, She's going to walk us through a very unique campaign that she's taken uh, from kind of the B2C traditional world and brought to the B2B world. Um, Carolina, welcome to the show. Hey, uh, I'm so happy to be here. Let's do this. Yeah, awesome. So uh, I know there's big topics of conversations around Black Friday and what that means for consumers and especially now um, with people working remotely and the, the shift to, to digital commerce. Um, but last year, you actually took uh, the initiative in your own hand and from a B2B context, went out and ran a, a Black Friday campaign. Um, can you walk us through the, the thought process there and what led you to uh, running, a, running that type of campaign? Sure. Uh, to give you a little bit of the context, uh, as you mentioned, Surfer is a B2B brand, right? We're serving a SaaS uh, application for our users. Uh, what we basically do, we're leading SEO a tool for on-page optimization. So we help people get more organic traffic with the same amount of content, but with fewer uh, backlinks. So uh, in November 2019, uh, we ran second Black Friday campaign, which brought us 251 people on board uh, and in 2019 we were uh, we had just 500 customers and this campaign black friday campaign helped us boost our uh, monthly recurring revenue a lot uh, since we got so many people who and half of them are still with us uh, right now so um the main idea behind the campaign was to give some special offer to people um, who are new to surfer and our first thought here was to give those people a discount, right? This is a th- kind of an obvious step, um, but we decided that it's kind of dangerous. Uh, a day before launch of the campaign, we decided to switch from 30% discount to increasing limits in our plans. We thought that um, offering a discount has three big disadvantages to all of you who think about giving special offers. So first of all, um, giving discounts disvalue you, your product, right? So if you do special offers again and again and again, people would never like to buy a product for a full price. Uh, think of Grammarly, for example, or Wix, those two products come to my mind. They always offer some sweet deal, right? And I don't know if anyone buys uh, for the full price. So we wanted to definitely avoid the situation. The second uh, reason why discounting a product doesn't make sense Uh, is that your current uh, user base may feel um, betrayed. Maybe you will lose trust from them because they purchase for the full price and suddenly you're giving some good deal for new users, right? And of course, the third reason is the bottom line. If after a year you wake up and all your users are paying discounted price, it can be really, you know, uh, daunting, uh, definitely. So uh, we decided that lifting... Uh, our plans by adding 50% queries, uh, which translates in terms of the server uh, in 50% more analyzed keywords, would be much better deal, will be still interesting and attractive to our potential uh, user base. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, and one interesting, I think, nugget there and something that uh, maybe you can elaborate on is the the deal was specifically to bring in new clients and we can talk about that goal. Um, but it also was something because you weren't discounting, you were comfortable in offering the same thing to existing clients. Was that the approach? Yeah. 
So uh, we felt secure in this case that if our current database, uh, our users will approach us and they say, hey, I, wanted, I want this deal to my account too. So we could agree easily because it didn't cost us a thing, right? And this 50% uh, uh, bigger plan was applied for the six months. So we also thought that it could be very healthy for our retention because if you unsubscribe from Surfer, you would lose this deal. So that could kind of secure people for, uh, for the next half of a year. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, from a, a net new uh, client acquisition perspective, walk us through what the goal was when you, when you started out and started to plan for your Black Friday campaign. Sure. So we started in November with 500 customers, as I mentioned. And at the beginning of December, we doubled this number. And that's not only because of this Black Friday deal, we also did some deal with our, one of our biggest affiliates and we went to Chiang Mai SEO conference, which was also a huge boost to our uh, revenue. Um, but the, the goal for our Black Friday deal was to sell 100 plans. It was still a lot for us and it also meant a lot for our business because we are fully bootstrapped and for us money is you know, the reason why we are here, why we can hire new people and, um, and can make us close our business, you know, from month uh, to another month. So our goal was to have 100 customers. Uh, we wanted to push yearly plans, especially. We thought that would be uh, a good reason for people to, uh, to purchase yearly plans. And we sold 30 yearly plans, so it was lower than we expected. But selling 251 plants in total was uh, a huge surprise for us. And it was a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, I can imagine. So really, and I guess there's two sides of that. One is from a yearly goal perspective, it came up a little bit short, but on the other side of it and getting people into your customer base, it, it exceeded your, your goal of 100 overall customers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we didn't even think about in terms of yearly goals because uh, our founders didn't get paid in this time. So it was really about going from month to month and to consistently grow our user base. And now a year, almost a year later, we can talk about, you know, yearly goals. But um, back then it, it was not the case for us. Fair. Very fair. Uh, yeah. So walk us through the how you were targeting people. And so I think we, you mentioned, may have mentioned email is a big channel in which um, you had a, a marketable database you could go to. Um, but walk us through how big that email list was, and then we can get into some of those conversion rates and what we, um, what we saw from, from there. Sure. So um, we had like 7,000 people on our email list. Those were mostly marketing leads, but also people who used to have trial uh, at Surfer, but they didn't convert to a paying customer. Uh, so those were 7,000 people. What we also did, we did some paid advertising. We spent not a lot of money. It was 1K dollars for Google ads and for Facebook ads. Nothing fancy, to be honest. We were just doing basic stuff to do to promote our deal. And uh, we also engaged our affiliate uh, marketers who are promoting our, our product. And they were also happy to uh, promote this deal because it could also influence their, um, their outcomes, right? And uh, there was one thing that was um, a big question mark uh, in our team. It was investing in a sponsorship uh, 
uh, in Black Hat Friday. If you guys don't know what it is, it is basically a landing page with SEO tools for Black Friday with their great deals. And to be ranked in the top three, uh, to be seen at the beginning of this page, we paid $3,000, which was huge amount of cash for us back then. Um, so it was, it was controversial and uh, we were talking about it for a long time. Um, and when I look back, I think uh, we would do just as well without purchasing, spending this $3,000 um, with our user base, with our email list and with ads and social media. Yeah, so just, I guess the, there's an interesting, when you think about how we're gonna spend money and where, what channels you would double down on it. If you were to do it again going forward, the Black Hat Friday probably wouldn't be one of those channels that you would want to, to reinvest in. Is that fair? You know, um, they have very specific audience and those are mostly uh, affiliates and very advanced SEOs who are freelancers, uh, freelancers and they have hundreds of websites, for example, right? Uh, those affiliate marketers were mostly our target group back then. Now we're going a little bit broader because it's very, very narrow niche. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think we would need to do this kind of promotion to spend those money on the sponsorship. Uh, we can easily reach those people with other channels that we have and with growing email lists that we have. Uh, so the answer is no, we wouldn't invest in Black Hat Friday uh, in 2020. Now, it, it's, there's a number of different channels that you're using from Facebook to Google to, the, to this Black Hat Friday. Walk us through um, the conversion rates that you saw from visitors and then ultimately people that ended up buying. And um, we know that there's 251 that ended up purchasing the plan, but yeah. talk us through how that kind of translated from traffic to ultimate paying subscriber. You know, the beauty of Black Friday, uh, if you guys are considering doing this kind of deal in the future, the beauty of Black Friday is that uh, you only measure conversion to paid plans to your subscribers, right? So this is like the ultimate goal to have as many people as possible to subscribe. To subscribe. Um, so uh, we had like 4,000 sessions on this landing page that we created for uh, for Black Friday deal. It was a nice long uh, sales page that we created specifically because we knew that we will have some cold traffic there. And the conversion of this page was 6%, as you can probably count yourself. <laughs> so it was, it was spectacular because normally our conversion rate for our website for the trial user is 1% for the whole website. So seeing uh, 6% uh, on this landing page was huge. And to give you like a better perspective, we normally uh, got one to five customers at its best daily uh, to our user base. And during those four days of promotion, Black Friday promotion, we earned 60 users per day, around 60 users. So it was huge. It was like me and the whole team, we were just sitting and refreshing Stripe to see those numbers growing. Uh, it was crazy, you know, vanity metrics. <laughs> No, but it was uh, it was very nice experience in yeah. those terms, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an incredible conversion rate from uh, a landing page from a relatively cold audience. Um, yeah, that's very very high. Now it, we've talked a little bit about conversion, the number of clients. Talk to us about the number or the revenue that that was influenced by the campaign. Uh, sure. Uh, so 
our revenue, uh, we got, because of the yearly plans, we got like 20K dollars uh, directly to our bank account, which was huge. Our monthly recurring revenue uh, jumped by uh, 13K dollars, which for a small smart startup, we were just seven people back then. We are 15 right now. So back then it was a huge uh, boost in our uh, revenue. Uh, and it definitely helped us uh, hire uh, three new people basically to our team the whole you know all our activities from November helped us hire uh, great developers to our team so that's like the most positive outcome from this campaign I would say having great talents uh, in our team right now that's awesome um, and so I guess we can kind of do some math here and there was 3k on the black hat uh, Friday website and then there's another additional $1,000 spent on um, Facebook and Google ads. So yeah. if we're looking at 4K and spend, uh, walk us through some of those metrics around the cost of acquiring a new customer and the cheap, the plans that they were signing up for um, to give us an idea of, of how, what that CAC looks like. So yeah, as you probably can cal calculate yourself, we spent $4,000 in total when it, came, uh, when it comes to paid promotion. Uh, the main investment was our time and our you know, programmers, product people, and our marketing team. Uh, we spent a lot of time crafting emails, creating the landing page, uh, doing some crazy copywriting stuff uh, back then, investing in design. Um, so basically for one customer, and just note that our cheapest plan is $29. Mm, for one customer, uh, when it comes to uh, paid advertising, it was $15 per, uh, per new subscriber. So, the, you know, the uh, return of investment was huge for us and no doubt that it paid off for us back then. Uh, and it gave us the boost that we needed. I, I wouldn't break down to those channels because I know that you <laughs> would like to hear it. Uh, I can tell you that from, from like... Um, paid advertisement, we got 1,000 visitors on our page and the conversion was very similar between those channels. From the Black Hat Friday, it was 300, 400 people. But you know, uh, the, high, the buyer intent was really high from those people. So it was still uh, a good traffic, high quality traffic. And you bring up an interesting note there just in terms of your cheapest plan is $29. So for someone who's listening that may have more of a a higher ACV or a higher, uh, higher plan price. Do you think based on your experience that it could be applicable to other segments of the market where you may have a more expensive solution? So um, I think I, I, I won't answer directly to your question, sorry, but I think that the reason that this campaign went for uh, went so well for us is because Surfer was really hyped. Uh, in November, we were this new shiny thing in the SEO world, right? We went to this Chiang Mai conference when there were, there were like thousand SEOs and they were so interested in Surfer that we knew that they will wait for some deal to uh, make the purchase. So um, if it was just like 100% cold, uh, cold audience and no brand visibility before, I think that the Black Friday deal wouldn't go so well. So if you are, for example, just starting and you're not sure what your value proposition is, um, probably those numbers are not in your reach. That's, that's how I feel. So when we talk about you know, more expensive tools, I think that this rule applies as well. So if you have a brand that is 
well known if you know that there is some demand but for example people uh people can't afford for for some reason your tool maybe it's a good push for them to become your paying customers and of course if you offer something for black friday or just you have some one time offer you don't have to have a discount forever lifetime right or for example our uh, black friday deal was only for six months so after six months people uh, went back to their to the standard limits that we offer on our pricing page. And so I guess just in conclusion, Carolina, in knowing that Black Friday is around the corner, it's a couple months away. Um, do you think that you'll do the campaign again? Will this be something that you'll double down on? I'm not sure, to be honest, because uh, we are 2,500 customers right now. And, um, you know, just thinking about the situation when someone would be pissed off because we do some promotion and they want to upgrade their plans for free um, for some reason. That really gives me a headache and probably our customer support uh, will get a headache just thinking about it. So I don't have an answer for this just yet. Uh, we will probably do something, but uh, we're in a very comfortable situation right now that we don't need uh, a huge boost in our monthly recurring revenue to just, uh, you know, stay alive which is a big goal for any startup. Fair enough. Um, so thank you, Carolina, for sharing all of those details. That, that is awesome. Um, if people want to connect or ask additional questions about the campaign that you run, what's the best way to, to engage with you? Uh, sure. So uh, reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, you will find me uh, linkedin.com. Uh, my name is Karolina Gavron. You will find me. I hope that Alex will write it down. I know Polish names are very complicated. So reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm there. Also check out serverseo.com uh, if you want more details about our product. Uh, yeah, and stay in touch. Thanks, Carolina. I hope you enjoyed another unfluffy episode of the Show Me the Data podcast. If you want to become part of our community with other demand gen leaders and get exclusive access to Q&As with the guests we have on the show, click the link in the description of the podcast.